opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Thank you, Mike Duke. This is Paul Edwards, host of uh, Tuesday Topics. And we have a cornucopia of guests with us tonight. In (laughs) fact, uh, we were supposed to have six and only have five. Um, And I think we're going to start off by just going around and and letting people introduce themselves so that you guys will know who is who. And if you will, if you will tell us which committee you're you're representing, that would be helpful. So let's start with our president, Mr. Spoon. Hello, Paul. Thank you for having us on this evening. As always, we really appreciate your generosity. And uh, Dan Spoon, ACB president from Orlando, Florida, and just uh, hoping to uh, guide our organization through, uh, you know, very exciting times uh, working to amend our constitution uh, to allow all our members to have a access uh, to the ballot box, whether they're in person or or not at our conventions moving forward. So looking forward to, uh, to the discussion this evening. And and which committee are you representing both? I, I, I would say, I've, I've, I think I'm, officially I've, I'm ex officio on both committees. So I'll just yeah. leave it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. <clears throat> um, let's see, um, Mr. Jeff Tom. Evening, everyone. Thank you, Paul, for having us on this Tuesday's Topics edition. I am a board member from Sacramento, California. And in this case, I am vice chair of the voting task force. So I'm trying to help um, other task force members, including our chair and our, you know, sort of publications guru, I guess you'd call her, who you will meet in a minute. Just trying to do my best to further our efforts at implementing voting for all ACB members. So thank you very much. I'm looking forward to talking and hearing with every one of you tonight. Excellent. Mr. McCann. Uh, Thank you, Paul. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I am vice chair of the Constitution and Bylaws Committee. And in that capacity, uh, have uh, played a uh, substantial role in uh, drafting what we consider to be the necessary amendments to achieve, uh, uh, first of all, to allow for remote voting in the first instance, uh, to allow for remote meeting in, in the first instance, and remote voting, of course, as a component of that. I come to this with a, uh, a rather detailed knowledge of ACB's Constitution and bylaws, and also with some expertise with the DC nonprofit code. Nice, thank you. And and last but not least, one of our newest board members from South Dakota, Ms. Connie Sims. Hi, Connie. Hi, Paul. Um, thanks for having me. So yeah, I'm newly elected board member from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And I am representing the voting task force. And I guess as Jeff would say, I'm, I don't know, publicity or whatever you want to call it, but communication and outreach. So um, yeah, that's what I'm doing and hoping yeah. to keep educating everyone so all right so oh, don't, we forget, have, we have, don't forget pat you skip don't forget pat, pat. You forgot me. there you go never 
the, the director of the task force? How could I forget? He's the chair. The task Go for it. <laughs> At least voting task force 1.0. We'll see what happens. Voting task force 2.0. Thank you, Paul. It's a real pleasure to be here on Tuesday Topics, one of the premier shows that ACB has. <clears throat> I'd like to thank, uh, I'm a board member uh, for ACB from Silver Spring, Maryland. I've been lucky enough to um, chair, along with Jeff, uh, the Voting Task Force, and I think we delivered a good product. I think Voting Task Force 2.0 has some work cut out for it and going to return what we're doing. Uh, the task force did a great job, the 18 members we had, so kudos to them. We wouldn't have gotten what where we did without all that work, so uh, great team, and we're looking forward to next steps, as John and others have said here, so thanks, Paul. You're welcome. So I want to start in, in the place where where I think it's appropriate, and, and, and I'll, I'll let whoever wants to start commenting on this. What did we learn um, in, in, in our voting during the convention? Learned that people like it, and they want it, and they want it retained. Uh, and uh, we are operating under an emergency authority provision entered into the code uh, last year, right about this time, it was after we had met in 2020. We did not have it available to us in 2020. I don't know exactly how, how long after the convention that provision was slipped in, uh, but it was, I think the powers that be in DC realized that with the number of nonprofits in particular uh, incorporated in DC that, that people uh, were being totally hamstrung in, in conducting business because mm -hmm. many, including ourselves, did not have the foresight to have placed provisions in uh, our governing instruments allowing for same. And the default provision or the, the basic uh, default, yeah, I guess I'll just hold with that word, in the statute is that if your governing instruments, be the constitution, bylaws, whatever, if they don't allow for remote meetings, uh, virtual meetings and remote voting, then you can't do it. You know, we had not put such a provision in place. Uh, so we were able to take advantage of the emergency authority. Now that emergency authority is not going to last through to the Omaha convention. So this is a window we, of opportunity. At least we hope it won't. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Well, That's for right. Sure. But, but the point is, we shouldn't bank on it. And, and right. we have a window of opportunity, which is why the convention is essentially um, basically suspended pending the mm -hmm. reconvening of the special adjourned meeting. What else did we learn? I think one thing we learned, at least from a special interest affiliate perspective, not so sure about the state affiliate one, but I think we learned from a special interest affiliate perspective that people are very interested in how their delegates vote. And yep. they will let them know because in many cases, including my own affiliate, we were getting 30 to 50% uh, or more of our members telling us how they intended to vote for purposes of, you know, for purposes of telling us how we should vote as their right. delegates. And BRL got 35% every day on, on average, sometimes 40%. <laughs> that's so, what I, yeah, that's what I heard, Paul. That was, uh, you were getting quite a bit uh, of return on, on your affiliate vote. Uh, we were. 
from others, GDUI, another one. I think Lua was another one that was doing well. Yeah. AVL did very well. Hey, yeah. It, good, yeah. And I think what, what, we, what we learned, though, also, is that there were others that didn't do well. So I think going back and taking a hard look, lessons learned, look at what, what, what went right and what and how we can improve. I wouldn't say what went wrong, how we can improve so that uh, all the right. can learn is going to be right. a critical thing. Yeah, I think I think we need to explore what the what the affiliates that did well did and 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 try to come up with some kind of conclusion. So I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, was anybody well, yes, what assisted ahead. with that is the fact that you had a day's lag between uh, when the contest was set up and when it would be decided. So what was happening in a lot of cases, I can speak from the bits perspective, uh, was that we would know what the contest was. I mean, in cases we knew sort of beforehand, but it was, uh, let's just take a concrete example. It wasn't likely that somebody was going to enter, uh, you know, that we, we were going to have like a three-way. Uh, but so the, the contest was announced for the first vice president presidential election. And then that night, uh, there was a Zoom uh, meeting of uh, Bits members, or as many as cared to attend, to uh, basically caucus. So you pretty much, in a lot of instances, perhaps I, had night, nightly caucuses, uh, and, and that facilitated matters. I think our affiliate took the position that we shouldn't do we shouldn't do voting until after we'd heard the speeches, which meant that we didn't have a day, and I and I, I don't know how others how other affiliates did did, did is that what AAVL did, Jeff? No, and, and I have to say, um, from another member of my family's perspective, I didn't know that was the rule for your affiliate either. Yeah. <laughs> because oh, yeah. she was getting her vote in. <laughs> <laughs> she was. Before that time. She <laughs> was. And, and, and we didn't disallow it, but, but we, didn't, we didn't encourage it until after the speeches had happened. But anyway, um, we're, how did people feel about turnout for voting? Did... did did people feel that as as a first experiment we did well for the for the one man one vote vote? Well, I think that given that we probably doubled the number of votes, individual votes, or maybe more than double. I, I don't have exact uh, numbers, but 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 yeah, I, I would say example, more than well, doubled. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the the current the, the the normal total of total the normal total vote numbers at a convention would be around 500 including the delegate votes. And we had almost 5 to 600 and we had almost 1000 in a couple cases. And it's all individual votes, that extra 400 votes. So I'm I'm thinking it more than doubled. And I don't, you know, you, you, would you like much more? Yes, you would. But can you really expect, you know, that, that you know, many rank and file members are going to want to vote, that they don't know the system, they don't care about the election so much? I really think, given that this was our first time, that it was a pretty good turnout. Are we going to... Um... Are, well, in fact, let me not ask the question. I was going to ask whether whether you guys thought we were going to get a bigger turnout if we did when we do hybrid next year. Um, 
And, and uh, you know, my, my thought is this may have been our peak because it was the first one and people were engaged. Um, but I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, all right. So the very last thing that we did um, at our ACB convention was to pass a motion. And probably that's the next thing we should talk about. Um, what exactly did that motion say and who wants to do that? Connie, do you want to do that? Um, John's the one who did the motion. Well, you want me to read the motion? I can do that. No, I, I'm not necessarily read. I just, just, just tell us what it was intended to do. But basically it was intended to, for us to reconvene on August 14th and 15th mm-hmm. to um, have us have discussions on the amendments and bylaws of the constitution and to be able to vote to um, bring our constitution into the DC code regulations. So right. and we're gonna do we're going to do both votes, the both the affiliate vote and the and, and the standing vote? Correct. We will uh-huh. do both of them on on Saturday. So Basically, on on. Oh, I think 14th. we'll do the. Fire I think free. we'll do the voting on Sunday. Well, you, our yeah. Constitution requires that we read any amendments uh, the right. first one time. Right. Just, yep. just read them so everybody has them, and, and we are going to work very hard. I know John and committee's working very hard to get them in their final form several days, but so so they'll be out there anywhere we can communicate them prior but officially we have to read them the first call the call the meeting to order uh read the read the amendments and then really it'll be sunday at four o'clock when we you know read them a second time then do the debate and call the Mm -hmm. question and do the vote yeah well if i can amplify on this a little bit the motion basically was a tag team operation between a parliamentarian and a lawyer Okay. Mm-hmm. Our parliamentarian gave us the language about adjourning the convention to a special adjourned meeting. That isn't something that I would have known, you know, how to couch that language because while I dabble in parliamentary procedure and I'm not a babe in the woods when it comes to that, the whole idea of adjourned meeting sessions versus meeting, that's a little arcane to me and something I need to bone up on. But it was too, our, our parliament. <laughs> Terry and Denise Erminger gave us that language. I was, I guess if I can immodestly say that perhaps the primary architect of the legal side of it, where I said to uh, consider and propose such amendments as may be necessary to align our meeting and voting practices with the provisions of the DC Nonprofit Corporations Act of 2010. I want folks to take special note of the words align, not comply, and provisions, not requirements. Uh, And what I'm saying here is that I wanted our charge to be limited. Uh, I wanted us to only consider what we needed to address and what we needed to amend in order to authorize uh, virtual meetings and remote voting uh, under the statute leaving to another day considerations of how broad that should be uh, and, and any mechanics. It's particularly with relation to a hybrid meeting. So we were just adopting authorizing language in that 
will be seen as you review the constitutional amendments, which should be out within the day. It's interesting. <clears throat> so the motion actually limited the scope of the action that the, that the membership can take to some very specific constitutional and bylaw amendments that, that, would, that would only aim to align us uh, appropriately with the DC code. Would I be correct in saying yep, that? Yeah, that, that, that would be a correct statement. And that was a very deliberate strategic choice, certainly on my part. And since the Constitution and Bylaws Committee and the Voting Task Force Committee went along with it, presumably theirs too. So, I think, you, Paul, the, I think, Paul, the intent really mm -hmm. in this first go around, because we've had lots of questions on this, is to keep things very similar to what we have. You, you know this about ACB. We do best when we take baby steps, see where we are, see what we need to do, and move forward, retaining what we have right now. Uh, you, you, if you've been on the list, you've seen we've had all kinds of discussions on what people want, uh, and we think it's important to, you know, that we will consider that. But we need to we need to take the first step, and the first step is to let's. Uh, change the constitution so we will be able to do remote voting. And then from there on in, we will have our discussions and debating and back and forth on all the other elements that will come up. Now, is it, is it the intent of um, both committees that, that this will be, that this will be the last um, the last constitutional change that will happen before our hybrid convention next year? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we would have to convene a special meeting in order to consider additional amendments. We would have yeah. to convene a special I, membership meeting to do that. I, I think the rule that I think the amendments that we would intend to adopt would be general enough so that the, um, convention rules through, you know, voting task force and member input can be amended if we need to do that to address logistical changes that we don't necessarily need to have in our doc, in our, um, you know, governing documents and that may want to be changed over the course of years. We may decide that, you know, something we do for next year's hybrid, we want to do a little differently, you know, two years from now. So, you know, want to have some flexibility there. So uh, here is, I, I guess, I guess what we should do next is to try to talk about some of the specific changes that are being made. So John, do you want to do that for constitution and bylaws? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll proceed with the more easy does it ones or the, the, the ones uh, that are more easy to easier to explain before I get to basically a total rewrite of Article 3, Section C. Mm -hmm. um, the first thing that was rewritten, or the first thing I'll talk about is bylaw number four, uh, four no, 2D, 2 Delta, okay? And that basically prescribed the manner of voting. It's the one that talks about secret ballots with paper, uh, 
those have to go out. You cannot run such a system in parallel with a different method of voting for virtual attendees. So without having the language here in front of me, I suppose I could get it if, if that's desired, but uh, we prescribe basically any online system that allows for an independent, you know, verifiable, we took some of the language. That, this was Ray's uh, language really, uh, and, and it was excellent. I didn't feel the need to tamper with it at all. Uh, John, yes, I do have, I do have this. You know, why don't you read it then, Connie, because I, yeah. yeah. I think it's a good, great right, opportunity so, to share. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is 2D from the bylaws. Go for it, Miss Connie. So um, you want me to read the current and then the proposed? So everyone kind of has an idea. Uh, yeah, I don't I think, think we, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure we need the current. We're going we're gonna to hear it, but I think it might just confuse folks. So why don't okay. you just read the proposed? Okay. So the proposed is um, the individual vote for each member shall be conducted using an electronic system, which provides the ability to independently mark, verify, and cast a secret ballot. Such voting system shall be independently accessible to all members without regard to the technology used by each member, including assessive technology. That's Thank it. Thank you. So it's kind of short, sweet. Yeah. Uh, and it covers um, any protocols that might be available. Uh, I mean, it covers basically vote now or any similar system. So how, how will you deal with um, the folks? Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm continuing with the option that suggests we'll be doing a hybrid convention. Right. Um, so how are you going to deal with the folks who are there in terms of this vote? They're going to have to use the same system. You, again, I reiterate, you cannot run parallel systems. So whether we allow time for people to uh, go to their rooms to use a telephone, if those with laptops can vote on the floor, those with iPhones can vote on the floor. Right. Ray has spoken about this. Do we need to set up voting stations? But that brings in the nightmarish situation of, uh, oh, you've got your jaws faster than the way I have it, or you don't have NVDA on here. Uh -huh. I, that's going to be a challenge. But, but the one thing that we are emphatic about is that you cannot, in a hybrid situation, have some people ripping corners off pieces of paper and others, you know, getting online and, and using vote now. Everyone has to use the same system, whether you're physically there at the convention or sitting at home. So the intent is, the intent is to use the same online approach as we used this year mm -hmm. um, for, for voting next year. Um, how do we plan to handle affiliate voting? Um, really no change. No right. change from what we did this year. Um, I, I, well, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, we'll, I would say you'll have an affiliate roll call vote. You may have some delegates answering from the floor and some answering on Zoom. So that will be, you know, it'll well, it's doable, be but that'll be, a, yeah. that'll be an interesting you know, of course, our, our general sessions will be wired so so people can participate from the floor and people on Zoom can hear them or through ACB media. 
So it's uh, part of where our broadcast team, uh, Rick might want to chime in here already, but uh, as our moderator, but uh, our, our host, a broadcaster, <laughs> role he's playing of multiple, uh, but he's already started thinking about how to pull this off for next year, because it is going to be, you know, a combination of some, we believe, participating virtually and some in person. One of the things, though, that's uh, good about it is we won't have 13 contests or 13 seats anyway. So No, this yeah. is true. No. Yeah. So, so that's going to simplify and give us a little bit more flexibility, I think, down the line. What was interesting this year, of course, we had been talking all year long about people running from the floor, which would have extended things quite a bit. We actually got done with the voting on Wednesday, <clears throat> and poor Rick had <laughs> to run out and Get, make sure we had all the programming, programming in place for Thursday and Friday. We we're going to be full of elections on Friday. So <clears throat> always good to have a plan B. But yeah. Well, and I thought the, the affiliate roll call vote done in a separate Zoom webinar session, you know, gosh, by the time we got to Friday, that affiliate roll call vote, I think, was done in less than 25 minutes. I mean, our, our affiliate delegates got really good at doing that by the yeah. end of the week. Yeah. Well, that was because Nancy Becker whipped them into shape. That's what it was between yeah. Denise and Nancy. They, <laughs> they had them, they had them ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly Nancy, you know? Yeah. Well, and the, the, the other thing is that, that most of us um, actually had two folks from each affiliate there too. Um, you know, the alternates, and I was one of those, kept pretty quiet unless unless we were needed. So I had to vote one day because um, our delegates' um, phone didn't work. Mm -hmm. But but I was there. And beyond that, one of the impressive things that, that I noticed every day was that the delegates were virtually always there. Mm -hmm. We really had excellent participation. Yeah, and then it was very if good. we skipped anybody, we had the opportunity to kind of go back a second time and, you know. Yeah, once the muting situation got straightened out, and I, yeah. of course, I was like second in line behind Alabama <laughs> as mm -hmm. president of the Arizona Council. <laughs> yes. And I think I'm not the sure. first. Go ahead. I'm not sure, sure the muting situation ever got sorted out. You just had to call in early enough that you could that you could get somebody to fix it. Yeah. Well, it mm -hmm. went smoother at the end, but the, the first yeah. two or three votes, I was only picked up at the yeah. uh, in, in the second. You know, like, did we miss anybody? Yeah, you missed me. I can't be unmute. You know, exactly. We had, the host had to one time allow um, uh, allow the person to to unmute, and then at that point in time, they could control it themselves. But the first exactly. time in, you had to allow them to speak. Yeah. Yep. And and I think the other thing that was interesting in some of these calls we're finding during some sort of ad hoc debriefings is that. The phone system, initially when you went in to use the phone, uh, I think the lines did not handle all the capacity that we thought they would handle. And so you had people that couldn't get through and were getting some kind of weird messages on the phone, but that sorted itself out over time. Uh, the other, uh, I think, that we got that I think is a very good suggestion, uh, I heard this from a number of folks, Penny Rita being one, is that the affiliate uh, uh, vote should probably start after the uh, the um, individual vote uh, is over? So I think that that's something that we need we we didn't consider as a uh, voting task force, and I certainly think that some of those changes can be made fairly easily. I think that'll have to happen if you're doing a hybrid. 
I, I think you're right, Paul. You know, and, and it's that's another good point. I think the hybrid uh, convention is going to give us more um, more chances, and we have to think a little bit more outside the box. So <clears throat> that will be one of the things that I think Boeing Task Force 2.0 will be holding calls throughout the year yep. and, and trying to get feedback and the best ideas that we can from people because uh, ACB has come up with some great suggestions that the voting task force didn't consider. And so it, it's, it's a package that we're all going to live with. So let's, let's make it the best it can be. Not Mr. McCann. Only will it, yep. Sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. I said, not only will it require more thought and work from the broadcast perspective, but at least from someone like me, who is not technologically an idiot, but who isn't a technological wizard, like someone like uh, uh, some of these bits folks, for example, like John, yeah. having to have all these emails at your fingertips to do various things on your iPhone, if you're at convention, could present some issues. I, I can see um, people who are sort of in my category where they use computers and iPhones every day, but who still, you know, aren't the, the most proficient at it, uh, having a little more problem than they would be at home where they can sort of control their environment more. I wonder if we could build the vote now stuff into ACB link. You know, but the other thing too, Paul, is that we don't, we have a lot of members who don't have a smartphone. You know, they have still the flip phone, so they don't have access to go ahead and just vote online. They can't. Oh, I get that. I, I get that. Yeah, but so. but for for those of us who do, um, it would certainly make make finding those messages a lot easier. Finding yeah, I, our, would. our I pin. Think, I, I yeah. think to the extent we can, you know, get better usage of, of calendaring also. So, yeah. so, so that you can find it in your personal calendar. I mean, you know, people were using the calendar as a centralized calendar, but you can also bring it into your phone locally and then store all that information in your calendar. So if you know you, if you, know you need to be someplace at a certain time, you just access it in your calendar. So I think we'll probably, uh, you know, yeah. be exploring that more next year. Yeah, uh, and, and, to. yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, I knew where my email with my with my voter code was, and I actually had written it down. I wouldn't be able to find it now because the machine I had it on is dead. But <clears throat> but I still have the email. But the point that I was going to make is, you actually didn't need it as long as you had that email because because you could vote with it, and it didn't actually ask you to enter the code. It did it automatically That's if right. if you were voting online. If we were doing the email, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Um, Mr. McCann, what's the next part we're amending? I think I'd like to have Connie read, I think it's Article 9 on uh, meetings, uh, which uh, you know, to read, you know, the unchanged and then the additional sentence and then, and then even the bracketed stuff after it, which explains why that last sentence is as awkward as it is. If you would do that, Connie, that'd be awesome. Yep. So you want it under the meetings and you want the... The, oh, the whole thing line. for context. Yeah. I mean, okay. All right. So make sure I get to the right spot. It's the one on meetings. Yeah. 
poor Connie. We're making you jump all around. Thank you for no, being so good. No, I I always have this stuff pretty handy. They've they've learned so. Um, <laughs> okay, Article Nine meetings. This is unchanged. A regular meeting for this organization shall be held once a year, to be known as the annual conference and convention. A majority of affiliate votes certified and seated at the conference and convention shall constitute a quorum to do business. And then to be added to that, any membership meeting or portions thereof may be conduct conducted either exclusively or as, uh, you can say that, I can't say it very good, comp <laughs> component, <laughs> okay. component. Um, no, CEO. Um, Complimentary. No. Contemporaneous. No. Contemporaneous. Thank you. Thank you, John. <laughs> uh, hybrid component by means of the internet or other electronic communications. Technology in a fashion pursuant to which the members have the opportunity to read or hear the proceedings substantially concurrently with their occurrence, vote on matters submitted to the members, pose questions and make comments. Um, and then it has all language from, um, this is in kind of the parentheses, all language from by mean of to the end of the proposed added sentence is taken directly from the DC Nonprofit uh, Corporations Act of 2010, 29-405.01, um, e annual slash regular meetings and 29-405.02F special meetings. Okay, so Mr. if McCann. I can, yes, all right. So setting the stage again, most of this is unchanged. Uh, I'm intrigued by the uh, juxtaposition of two adverbs, you know, substantially concurrently. Uh, I think the language is a bit awkward, but I don't think we can do any better but than to actually lift the language wholesale from the statute. Uh, and I think that definitely covers us in terms of granting us permission to hold virtual meetings. So I think in that sense, it's now it, just just so I'm clear, and so everybody who's listening is clear. Um, this is from the the DC Act, not the not the the Declaration of Emergency. This is this right. Is the, yes, this is from right. the Act. You know, uh, this this was there long before the Declaration of Emergency. I'm not sure right. where that is in the statute. I know it does exist because when I first heard about us considering uh, uh, doing remote. Uh, having a real business meeting this year, when I first heard about it, I think I said to somebody, what did they not understand about the legal advice I gave prior to the March 30th, 2020 board meeting, where I said, right. guys, you just can't do it because we haven't allowed for it in our, in our governing instruments. Right. And I was quickly told that, no, there's an emergency provision. I said, okay, just show me where it is. And I'll, you know, then, then I'm, I'm good with, you know, abandoning the advice I gave, uh, in uh, March 25th at 6th, I forget when I dated the memo, but I prepared one for the board mm -hmm. and, and had it run put, by outside counsel, our, our, you know, our mm -hmm. pro bono counsel. And to put this in context, Paul, uh, Maryland has lifted their emergency ban and so has Virginia. 
that DC has not yet, but I would got something like that. Well, we're still under the old, uh, working through the. Well, let's let's hope they retain it until the 14th. Otherwise, yeah, we're we're, I actually, we're up oh, a creek I, without a paddle. Yeah. But I <laughs> but I think that that's important to know. We should yes. retain that, and I would expect maybe September, October, something like that. It would go till because actually. Depending Actually, on how the, the uh, Delta Paul, variant goes, I think. But right. I, again, the only thing we need to know is that we got to get this done sooner than later. And I right. commend Dan yep. for setting a tight clock on it. You know, Jeff, mm -hmm. you want to yeah, say something? Yeah, the parliamentarian indicated, as I think Dan and Pat will remember, Patrick will remember, that because we are holding a meeting as part of the convention, as an extended part of the convention, even on the weird chance that next week the emergency provisions were repealed, we, it is her, our parliamentarians view that we would still be permitted to act under that emergency authority on August 14th and 15th. Is that a correct? Is that yeah, I would say, yeah, yeah, that's. That's, yeah. yes, that's correct. That's what she said. Yeah. That, that's what she shared with us because when we started the meeting and set the rules for the meeting, that was what was in place. Yeah. And, and because we're continuing the same meeting, the rules that we adopted continue to apply. Correct. Exactly. Yep. Da, 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 Sorry, da. Connie. That's right. You were in the same call and I. Oh, yeah, including that's okay. The including the standing rules, right, Dan? Correct. 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 That's yep. a good point, Paul. I hadn't thought of that, but you're right yeah. about that. Yeah. So, uh, what next, Mr. McCann? Let's go with the article on amendments, which would be Article 11. Uh, and there will be probably one controversial aspect of that here that I want to address. But if you'd go with that, Connie. Okay. Um, Constitutional or Article 11, uh, unchanged. This Constitution and bylaws may be amended at any regular conference and convention of ACB provided such proposed amendment has been presented in writing to the Constitution and Bylaws Committee before the end of the first day following day of the roll call meeting of the conference and convention. A two-thirds vote of those present and voting is required to adopt a constitutional amendment and a majority vote of those present in voting is required to adopt a bylaws amendment according to voting procedures contained herein. Both the original language and proposed language shall be read to the assembly during any business meeting of the conference and convention, provided the deadline for submission has been met. And and final action shall not take place until a second reading to the assembly has taken place on any subsequent business meeting day. And any such proposed amendment is not considered pending business until the amendment has been properly placed in hands of the conference and convention assembly. So to so I have no, one wait. question for that, you. Yeah, and then I have. Oh, sorry. I have to add it. Yeah. And then to add to it, it says, once placed before the assembly, constitutional and bylaws amendments may be debated, but may not be amended. 
that's it. Okay. Um, okay. We'll, so. we'll come to the controversial part about not, not allowing for amendments in a minute. My, my question is why, why would we not use the word membership instead of assembly? We could. I mean, here again, it was like, um, we wanted to be mindful. We didn't want to have, I, I like Ray's phrase, he's not here, but he's, he's talking about scope creep. And since assembly was used uh, in the original language, I did not change it, but I think it might make sense to do so. Um, I, I think you can get yourself into all kinds of trouble if, if people say that the membership gathered remotely doesn't constitute an assembly. You know what, actually, I like that observation, Paul, because actually part of what we're accommodating here um, is that under the DC statutes, the members of a member governed corporation, and we are certainly a member governed exactly. corporation, are the members are entitled to vote on elections and changes to governing instruments. So right. frankly, I think I'm going to change that. <laughs> from assembly to, again, in the, in the interest of not engaging in mission creep, I didn't touch it, but I think it, um, yeah, I think it should go. I, I'm fine with that change. This is yeah. the kind of refinements that these kinds of discussions are meant to facilitate and bring about. So now let's talk about not being able to amend. T okay. Tell us why you did that. Because Question, on, on the face of it, it's scary. Yeah, on the face of it, it's scary, but it's a question of logistics. Again, every member of this organization, not just the ones who you know are sticking by their uh, smart speakers or the ones who are in the Zoom room, everybody has the right, every member, every certified member, everyone who gets a voting code has the right to vote on amendments. There would be huge logistical hurdles, or so we thought, in getting out constitutional uh, amendments. Uh, we can get them in the hands of those people beforehand, but getting them published in a day so that everyone has the most up-to-date language and correct language, I, I don't know that that's feasible. What I would suggest is that any amendments that come to the floor that are sufficiently flawed, that people feel the need to amend them, they should be referred back to committee, which probably means that they might not get adopted that year. And that is why, um, well, you'll see it in, in Article 3, where I talk about uh, motions on uh, constitutional and bylaw amendments have to be by record vote. And, um, but, you, but you do allow a motion to refer. Oh, yeah. I'll explain that with Article Three. Yes, okay. what we don't want to do is have wordsmithing and then the need to get out uh, an amended article. I don't think it would be tenable. I don't think it would be feasible. I don't think it. Oh yeah, I think the logistics of that. You know how we love wordsmith on the floor, and this goes will go never the future. Yes, I know. <laughs> amendments to the amendments to the amendments. Not All us. Yes. <laughs> yes. All of those are individual ballots. Hmm. And, and so if we start doing that, how do you figure out? I mean, produce the ballot, vote on it, then someone wants to change a comma. So we're doing it again and again and again. There's no end. 
and all. Now that. you guys, you guys are going to get these amendments out this week, and then there'll be a couple of public meetings before the 13th and 14th to go over them. Is that correct? Yes, correct. The, fi yeah. the fifth and the tenth. Yes. Okay. Uh, eight eight o'clock uh, p.m. Eastern uh, on both the fifth and the tenth. There'll be community uh, calls. You are you are meeting on the tenth opposite my Tuesday. Uh, I, I know, but we're giving you the, the first hour, Paul. Everybody will be glued to Tuesday topics. <laughs> can simulcast the second hour. Yeah. And then on the eighth. Maybe on what we eighth. should. Sorry, go ahead, Connie. On the eighth, uh, we're going to be with Anthony on Sunday edition too. So. Good. Oh, we are. Yeah. yeah. So and and we have maybe, uh, the president's meeting, right, Connie? Yeah, we have a president's meeting tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe what we should do is, um, if you guys want, um, is to consider um, doing the first hour of Tuesday topics with kind of last minute before we before we go into the the simulcast today. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Why don't we do that? Oh, let us know. Yeah. yeah. No, it's you. You have been informed. <laughs> like I say, Paul. Constructive just, notice. Well, and yeah. one thing we did as we did our research, one thing we noticed is a lot of um, not not that ACB is a lot of different organizations, but a lot of organizations, even many of our affiliates now have in their constitution and bylaws, where you don't amend amendments on the floor you know you you run them through yeah. you 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 set them up and then you you vote them up or down uh, this, the, the it, you know this this came up this came up at our at our, at our florida meeting where where mm -hmm. uh, the, the 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 head of our constitution and bylaws committee said we couldn't i mm -hmm. i think she's wrong or was mm -hmm. wrong mm -hmm. um and and cynthia uh, I, I didn't raise it then and um and, and, and I'm not going to raise it at an FCB meeting because the, the group agreed to go with your approach and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I, I guess it concerns me a little bit unless, uh, un, unless we can, and, and I think we need to say this pretty clearly um, at our meetings that, that we, these are, these are the opportunities that folks had to suggest amendments. Um, this day, this day, this day, this day, this day, this day. Mm -hmm. um, and and so what we're and and we have been responsive um, to 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 ideas that seem good. <clears throat> and if you're minded, you can point to to my membership versus assembly yep. as as one of the things that that you guys changed. Not that it's mine. I hope there that there'll be oh, lots yeah. of other changes. And we even got amazing feedback just uh, on the 29th with our first mm -hmm. uh, constitution and bylaws. So I, right. I think we're learning. We're also learning, you know, on the resolutions front, the more we have this open conversation prior, right. the better our, our, you know, our documents are at the, at the point we're ready to vote on them. Yeah. I think well, that's I wanna, fine. I want to strongly yeah. emphasize that really the model going forward here, and I, I can already see further modifications to this in Omaha. I'd like to really see an environment where things were really nailed down before the convention, not even coming in at the convention and proposing something. I think, you know, it's an indication of how seriously you treat your governing instruments, and it's not too much to ask or not or should not be so considered yeah. that 
that there be lots of open discussion that, that first of all, amendments be sure. proposed January and February. I would talk it up at the leadership meetings and have, sure. have meetings in March and April and refine and tweak and do it with the Constitution and Bylaws Committee, whose membership was presumably chosen because they're adept at wordsmithing, at seeing the potential problems, right. uh, et cetera. You get a better product that way. Keep in mind, that I dare say that this Article 11, without that last sentence I just added, that probably goes back to 1962 or 63. Yeah, I dare say it does. When people were circulating drafts uh, or bringing mem amendments written on Braille, you know, written in Braille to the convention. And we have so much more, uh, so many more resources now to uh, facilitate collaboration. Look at all the Zoom meetings we've had now. It's a perfect example. Them that you, are truly interested in governance will have yeah. more than ample opportunities to weigh in before the fact, not, you know, midway through convention at the last possible minute. If you so, look at the, if you look at the, the Florida rules, um, our constitutional amendments need to go out with our convention call, which is required to go out I'm thinking 45 days before the convention, Dan. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. It's either 30 it's or 45, it. but it's something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's exactly what I think ACB should do. Exactly. Well, and, and, but, and I don't, you know, know. but, but I'm not going to put, talk, but I'm not going to push for that now. No, no. But you can talk about the precedent that exists in affiliates mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. perhaps. Good. I, pre I appreciate that because there's going to be pushback <laughs> on the amendments thing. I know right. it. And, but... perhaps, and perhaps do some research to see if other, if other affiliates are in the same position that Florida is. Um, and we, we have had, and I think Dan would agree with this, mm -hmm. um, we, we've had no trouble um, persuading both our constitutional bylaws committee and our, and our membership um, to buy into um, the, the fact that, that our constitution and, 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 and the way we've done it in Florida, our bylaw amendments as well, um, have gone out with our convention call. Mm -hmm. You know, and, uh, 15 yeah. years from now, yeah. someone is going to look back at our processes and documents and they're going to say, would you believe that 15 years ago it said <laughs> X, Y, Z? Because it's not yeah. going to look anything, I, I predict. Yeah. Like, I have no yeah. idea what it's going to look like. Mm -hmm. It's not going to look anything like it looks now. Now, the, the interesting thing is that Florida treats bylaws entirely differently than the way they treat um, the Constitution. Um, even though we haven't operated this way, our Florida Constitution actually allows a bylaw to be presented um, the way your constitutional amendments have to be. Um, that is um, a day before they're finalized, mm -hmm. but they don't have to be circulated. Right. Well, keep in mind that, you know, the DC code says that since this is a change to a governing instrument, even though bylaws are only 50%, which begs the question of why they're not policies, right. but that, that I don't want to go there, but right. um, that but, all members are entitled to vote on those things. So yep. there's there's the issue of publication, distribution, dissemination to that entire body. And the so other thing I got just uh, on the communication yeah. side yeah. Um, that uh, I got commitment from uh, from Eric today that when we get these finalized, Sharon Lovering will put them out on Washington Connections. So even if you don't have internet access or email access, you can call into the Washington Connection and hear the 
you know, hear the proposed amendments. Uh, Would that ahead be in the time. case? I think they better be out by even before the twelfth. But well, she be, well, she said she can get them done on the on the twelfth okay. on the thirteenth. Yeah. Well, actually, we yeah. we won't vote until the fifteenth, so that gives seventy two hours, give or yeah. take. But, yeah, and I'd like to have them by the eleventh if we get there. You know, depending yeah, on I the think, changes that come out of the tenth. Yeah. All okay. right. So that's that's Article Three. Anybody want to add anything? No, that's Article Eleven. Uh, Article <laughs> We're Eleven. Get to three. Sorry. <laughs> Article Eleven. We we have heard. Anybody want to add anything to Article Eleven? All right, Mr. McCann. Where do we go from here? We go to Article. Three, section C, and Connie, I'm going to ask that you just, again, in keeping with the past practice of, of this uh, discussion, why don't we just read the new version, which has already had one amendment suggested to it, but, but I'll, let's just hear the new proposed. Okay. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to say here that this, to, to try to have done a strike through and add and all that sort of stuff would have been totally untenable. We need to treat Article new proposed Article Three Section C as a, a total substitute. I mean, it incorporates what we don't want to change from right. the existing article, but we're not doing a strike this out, add this, put a comma here, put this bracketed phrase here. That, that right. So, so you you guys need to announce that in the public meetings, and you also need to announce it the first day. Yeah, it, that this it, is a in a. a, a, a in the nature of a substitute, there's a word like yeah. an act in the Correct. nature of a substitute, Correct. as the legislators so, would so say. The, the whole, whole article is being voted on uh, as an entity. Right. It is a, it than, is a, yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, otherwise people are, go are, are going to have constitutions in front of them and ask you why. Well, <laughs> in order for it to hang together, it needed to be totally rewritten. Very good. Article 3C, Ms. Connie. All right. Each certified member of this organization shall be entitled to one vote at any annual or, sp or special meeting, provided that the person was a certified member prior to the establishment record date of such meeting, which shall be 30 days before such meeting or in the case of the annual conference and convention. The open, opening session, in addition, official delegates from affiliates shall cast the number of votes to which their organization is entitled as provided in the bylaws. Voting on all issues at any meeting shall be conducted in one or two ways, voice vote or record vote. In the case of voice votes, Virtual attendees shall cast votes by any protocol provided for by the adopted remote meeting platform or client program. A record vote shall be composed of two distinct components, a secret ballot vote conducted in the manner prescribed in the bylaws and a roll call of affiliates by which official affiliate delegates shall announce the votes of their respective organization. If a voice vote on any issue in the opinion of the presiding officer is too close to determine the result, 
the presiding officer shall have the discretion to order a record vote on the issue. Contested elections shall, I'm sorry, contested elections and the disposition of main motions on proposed constitutional and or bylaws amendments must be conducted by record vote. A record vote on any issue shall also be ordered by the presiding officer if any 25 certified voting members identify themselves either from the floor of the conference and convention or by the adapted remote meeting platform or client program and request a record vote. That's it. Okay. So first things I want, first things I want people to note, first thing, singular, is note the sentence that contested elections and uh, proposed Motion, proposed main then, motions, proposed right. main motions, and I checked mm -hmm. with Denise on this, on constitutional and or bylaw amendments must be done by record vote. That preserves the ability to refer to committee that would not require a record vote and getting on or to, to pass by indefinitely, which is oftentimes confused with lay on the table, though it has the same effect, I think, in a convention setting. Right. If you just want to say, you know, this is half-baked, we, uh, you know, just get it away from us. You know, there are six, no, there are seven um, subsidiary motions that could be in play here aside from the incidental ones. Sure. And the only one that's been taken off the table is amendment for the reasons uh, that was said. But let's assume something came up on the first day of convention and it was referred back to committee with a good sense of the membership of where the problems lie. Uh, lay and and we were able to deal with it and bring it back in two or three days and get it published and pass it on the last day of convention that's a possibility um i wanted to preserve that but this ameliorates a little bit the sting that some people may feel with the uh last sentence of article 11 that talks about no amendments being allowed right. if that makes sense the rest is in its in its own way self-explanatory we talk about um how people who are not physically present at the convention are going to you know, have the ability to vote. We were necessarily vague because I don't wanna talk about raising hands or uh, you know, engaging in a poll. It probably would be raising hands, okay? If we're using Zoom, I know Zoom has some polling feature, but I don't know that it's available or in the webinar setting. Uh, I, don't know that it's, I don't know that it's all that easy for people to use either. Exactly. So we'd probably do raising hands, but again, we don't want to enshrine anything that specific. So we were necessarily vague, but understand that it contemplates, at least with respect to the Zoom client, uh, the simple raising of hands. Um, so what, what, what I did a lot on telephone conference calls um, and, and also on Zoom calls is instead of asking people to vote on a motion, I will ask if there are objections. And under parliamentary procedure, under Robert's rules, you can do that. You yes. Can, you know, without but, objection, so ordered. You know, there's a yes, lot you can but, do that way. If it's but, really, if you have a right. confidence that it's not controversial, you know. But if, but it, but I will even pause and give people an opportunity to raise hands or do whatever they can, they, they want to do with regard to objection. But there, if, if you, if you have a general feeling that the motion will pass, <clears throat> it's a much, 
it, it's it's a much less cumbersome way um, of of getting to the final result because be, because the likelihood is very very few hands will get raised, and it's sanctioned. And actually, I will say, you know, I've run some of this by our our parliamentarian, and I was shocked. You know, sometimes you miss the obvious, strangely right. enough. And she brought to my attention the fact that we do not have an article in our constitution expressly stating that uh, the rules of the most current edition of Robert's Rules of Order, newly revised, shall govern all you know, proceedings and cases to which they are applicable and not, in, and, uh, not inconsistent with, the, what are the phrasing with uh, rules that we may adopt, our constitution and uh, special orders that we may adopt. In other words, an article st affirmatively stating that you know, we're governed by uh, uh, Robert's Rules. I mean, we've we've honored that low the past 60 years, I should think, certainly for the 40 that I've been involved with the organization since 1981. Maybe we want to I don't know that we want to deal with that now away to Omaha, but I mean, we should definitely put it in there. I'm surprised. Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, whoop, we lost we lost Paul there briefly. Yeah, we lost somebody yeah. at yeah, Paul. It said Paul left. Said Paul left the meeting. Um, but yeah, I was kind of surprised when you all pointed that out that that wasn't in our uh, existing constitution and bylaws. I mm -hmm. wonder if it was there and just somewhere along all the translations it fell out. I don't know. It's kind of seems to be a very or maybe it's just custom and usage that organizations use and so it was felt that it was unnecessary yeah it was just yeah but like... it, it should be stated again I'm not, yeah. no, I'm I'm not pushing that here this. but i think that's one of the first things i would do in omaha is to mm -hmm. just put that in. and i can't mm -hmm. believe it would be controversial since it would ratify uh -huh. or simply affirm our practice as it has been since the inception of this organization mm -hmm. yep Well, we we lost Paul there. And what other things have you uh, run across in the week since convention? What other uh, aspects of voting or, or in the meetings that you've been in? What's your mm -hmm. and of what we just went through? Good, bad, and the ugly. Um, I haven't heard a lot of uh, one thing that I, I think we rectified there uh, for for approving this motion is that we need to make sure uh, and we did that like I said on Friday and we'll do that for the the meetings on the 14th and 15th that we need somebody uh, that's a participant in the zoom room that that can speak to the people moderating the meeting and the parliamentarian that we need uh, at all times to be monitoring our ACB media uh, stream. And so for any reason, if that goes down, then we can immediately let the presiding officer know to, you know, stop discussion until we have the, uh, until we have the uh, broadcast stream back up and functioning. Right. So right. I, think I think that's uh, something that we learned throughout the convention and, mm -hmm. and we put in place, uh, we had Eric monitoring the stream, our executive director on right. Friday. So that is one thing I think we've heard multiple times. Mm -hmm. It's important for our, our membership because they're expecting, they're voting based, in, based on listening to this debate that, and many of them are not in the Zoom room, 
but they are on ACB media, uh, either through their phone or, or through their devices. We, we need to make sure that that's up and running. Right. The, the other thing that I think that we learned uh, from some of the discussions that we had after the meeting was that I think we need to do a kind of an education track on uh, the voting process. Now that we've got more mm -hmm. time, uh, I think that there were affiliate votes. People thought when they gave the affiliate vote that they were voting. Mm -hmm. And so, so I think that there are some sort of, John, as you're getting the immediate stuff here with the constitution set up, I think that voting task force 2.0 needs to move forward with a short-term plan for uh, training and education Mm -hmm. uh, and a long-term plan uh, for, you know, the other things that will be coming up that we've heard of, constitution and bylaws, which I think will be a lot easier than, let's say, resolutions. I think the other thing that, uh, you know, as the voting task force talked about, Jeff, you can comment on this also, is that, you know, when we talk to, to the different entities, very much like John is doing tonight, he's mm -hmm. coming up with ideas and solutions so that the ideas and solutions for how we move forward, when we move forward and all are coming from those entities that we're dealing with. In other words, the voting task force is not laying down the law saying thou shalt do this. Right. But we're working in consultation with uh, constitution bylaws and they're saying, hey, how about this? Resolutions or whoever we reach out to next can say, hey, this is what we're thinking about. And I think mm -hmm. it becomes a better package with a lot more involvement and uh, people kind of own the process then. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing I'd love to hear members give us information on is, did they like the, you know, of course we had 13 contests this time. So we, we were really worried about getting through them all, but we'll go back to a more traditional, I think five board of directors seats and three board of publication seats in Omaha. Did people like voting throughout the week? It did take a large chunk out of general session. Did people like that approach or do they, are they more comfortable with, with doing the voting at the end of the week? I, I don't know, but I think that's another area where, you know, th these amendments won't, won't um, change that. This just gives everybody the right to vote, but I think those are ongoing conversations we need to have with our membership. Hey, gents, if I, if I, yeah. if I can jump in, I, I talked to Paul. He's trying yeah. to get back in for some mm -hmm. reason. He's being locked out. And we've got a few people with hands up. Do you want to? How about if we take some questions? Sure. I, I, think, that, sure. I think that would be great. I, yeah. I, 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 hey, Pat, why don't you appoint Connie the master of ceremonies? Uh, okay. Uh, Connie, um, go ahead. And you want to recognize people? All right. Very <laughs> um. good. She first one, on the show. yeah, yeah, sure, right. <laughs> uh, the first hand I see is um, WCB director. Hey, that was right. good. That was good. Good job. <laughs> it's Lisa George <laughs> from Washington. Mm -hmm. Hi, Sorry. Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Um, I, I wanted to say I, I I enjoy this conversation because I do like knowing what the governing documents are, and I have my copy, an Article Ten procedure of the Constitution. That's that's where Robert's Rules of Order is in. Oh, so really? It is, okay. It's so it is there. Article 10, in the absence of provisions contained herein or in the bylaws, all proceedings of this organization shall be governed by Robert's Rules of Order, newly revised 
unless otherwise provided for in the Constitution or bylaws. There you go. <laughs> That's all I want. I over it because it was, I, you know, I, you're hired. I got a lot of respect for Denise, but I don't know where she was. I mean, did she not see the whole Constitution? There was one other observation she made that I want to get back to her on and saying, are you suggesting that this be put in in lieu of what's already there? I, I don't want to get too into the specifics of it, but it, it was inconceivable so, to me that it wasn't there, but I took her word for it. <laughs> so maybe she for thought Thanks. it would be sitting at the end and not in, embedded in one of yeah. our articles. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and it really should have it really should come after amendments. But, you know, constitutional. Uh, it does. No, no, this set no 10 is procedure and, oh, and then 11 right. is amendments. Yep. So, yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's not earth shattering, but I mean, if I were writing you know the constitution, I would have put it after um amendments and before dissolution. Mm -hmm. All right, the next Thank one, you, Lisa. Yeah. Lisa. Next one is Terry Pacheco. Good evening. Um, Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hey, I have a couple hey, of questions. Um, probably the, I'm, I was writing down my, some notes as we went through because I kept coming up with things. Uh, John, and the whole issue of a line, of using the term a line, and I can't think of what the other word was. Provisions. Provisions, uh, as opposed to requirements. So, this means that f at least for those sections, we will still not truly, tr truly be in compliance with no, the No, we'll be in compliance. You know, this is the lawyer in me, okay? I didn't want to say something that seemingly acknowledged that we thought that we were out of compliance. You see what I'm saying? Uh, yes. I, use, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't want to go, I don't want to see anything that we do, particularly a motion made in open session. I don't want to see it acknowledge that we that makes sense yeah okay that <laughs> does. i said it without saying it <laughs> my other point though is on this issue of no debate um you know i know there's there's debate there there is debate no there's amendment. just no, no amendments i'm talking about on amendments i'm sorry dan i wasn't clear i didn't clarify my concern her concern she went away if we had if that hadn't come up, that Paul mentioned about the membership versus assembly, and that had come up next Sunday, uh, Sunday the 15th, we wouldn't have been able to fix it. And that's not right. And what I'm wondering is if it might not make more sense for us to allow debate after the first reading as opposed to after the second reading, because then you wouldn't have the issue of having to change the ballot. Interesting. Hmm. Well, I think there could be discussion after after the first um, af after after the first thing if people wanted to raise points that they thought needed to come up. Right, and, and that's I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah Welcome that's back. That's probably Paul. the way that I would put it. Thank you. So I think Terry, part of the what would be addressed by your concern, and not you, you still might have this concern, but part of it would be that ultimately we would come to a system where people would be getting their amendments in ahead of time, where there would be meetings just like there currently are with respect to resolutions. And I'm trying to parallel the two completely, but um, there would be meetings ahead of convention to debate 
um, these amendments so that they could get them into a final form. I understand that this doesn't go all that way at this point in time. And so, um, you know, it's important for the logistics of our voting system that we do this. But I think ultimately the way to eventually head once we have more of a, you know, consensus on these issues is that amendments should be turned into the committee, say, 30 days ahead, and the committee will meet once or twice, you know, so there'll be a, a real system, because all sorts of organizations, you know, they either vote after convention, or they vote during convention up and down, as, as you know, Dan and John were just saying. So I think we, we, this, I don't think this is the ultimate end of the discussion, but I think for purposes of our logistics, we really have to, you know, make a change now, or we could find ourselves in some trouble. Again, keep in mind that Constitution and Bylaws amendments don't just go to registrants, they go to the entire membership for whom we have contact information by statute. They have to, I mean. All right, our next one. Welcome back, Paul. Do you want me to keep taking calls? Uh, no, you can You can go. It, it, do, how many more articles do we have to read, Mr. John? None. We're done. Ah. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and, and take some calls if we have some, um, either, All right. either Connie or Rick. Okay. Uh, next one is Jeannie Marie. Hello. I'm Jeannie Marie from Eugene. And Jeannie this Marie. has been very interesting. Actually, I think the point Terry just made is a really good one. Um, just for this particular um, thing, if someone comes up with something that is an observation, you know, that comes up during the debate, um, that that change could be made this one time. But that, you know, because we're all doing this so rough draft. My right. question is, I have not heard at all, but I've heard about and rumors about the cost for this vote now system. And you know what that's going to saddle the membership with, budget-wise. I'd like to respond to your first uh, your first comment uh, first, and, and, and then, then we'll get Dan to do the second. Okay. Um, keep in mind that a constitutional amendment doesn't come into play until it's passed. So the it it would be possible for these constitutional amendments that are being proposed to be amended, it, it would not be permissible for the chair to rule uh, an amendment, uh, an offered amendment to what we're putting forth on the 15th to rule that out of order because the prohibition against amendments won't come into play unless or until these bylaws are adopted. Okay. So well, I, mean, I don't know how I though. feel about <laughs> this, but somebody could put out amendments and those amendments could pass or, you know, we could punt to yet another special adjourned meeting. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm, yeah. I mean, I think these have to fly before we risk, you know, not being able to do anything. You know, right. you never get it a hundred percent right the first time. I yep. just want to get us close enough and it, it's going to be a refinement process, but. Um, John, I, I, I have another question with regard to, um, the, the last article that we read, um, and it and it has to do with 
with whether or not we, we need to write in um, uh, some opportunity uh, for, for future amendments um, that, will, that will give us adequate time between the time that uh, amendments are read and, uh, and, and the time that, uh, that, that we debate them. Um, right now, I think, I, I know bylaws is, is one day, and are, are, are you saying the Constitution is, is going to be handled the same way by your system? Oh, yeah, we have to, I mean, if I, I don't think we changed it, right? I mean, right now. No, I mean, we, 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 we have to this time, but my concern is, um, are might we do better if if we are if we are rewriting our whole constitutional system to create a situation where the first reading of constitution and bylaw amendments would happen maybe even Sunday night, um, and and that the second reading um, would occur whenever at the discretion of the chair, though. Perhaps at a time specific, so people would know about it. But it's so difficult given all the other issues that go on with hybrid conventions. So I get that. But but if there was if there were a specific time to read amendments right at the beginning of convention that would maximize the time that people had to study those before they had to vote on them, I think that would be handy. Well, so I totally I actually, understand what you're saying, but I we're trying actually, to avoid scope creep here. And the fact of the matter is the article on amendments needs to be totally rewritten. Look at the first sentence. Right now, we're restricted to amending constitution and bylaw provisions only at an annual, only at the annual convention. Not that it's likely. Why not say any annual or special meeting of this organization? We were thinking right. of having to have it. I mean, we're functionally, we're having a special meeting. We just got to tag it onto the convention. Right. To be brutally frank, Article 11 needs to be totally rewritten. But, right. but mindful of our charge and my perspective on the situation, I just want to get us no, to where... I, I, I think I get that, but I think you're going to be much more likely to get people to be comfortable with what we're doing now if we say to them, look, we, we, we recognize that, that, that these are these are the minimums um, that, that we need to do and, and, that, and that we recognize that this is just the first step to building a new system. I will make that, I will preach that gospel at any opportunity I have to do so. Right. Somebody but else I, was trying to say something and I and I Actually, Terry had another point about okay. cost. I'll, I'll not. I'll pass. Jeff? I'll pass. Like, I'll, um, I, I, I'll say it again. I'll say it again. Yeah. I really do think and, you know, we didn't want to do it this time because we didn't want to change too much. But I really think ultimately we are going to have to go to a system whereby amendments have to be turned in a certain number of days prior to convention. And the committee has to meet beginning before the convention. So there is this kind of maximum time built in where, you know, in, in, in other ways, people have the chance to amend those proposed amendments before they are read. I think so too. Um, Me too, and I think it gives people a chance for civic responsibility, which is completely missing. If you want something done, show up, write it up, send it in. 
and do it <laughs> earlier than later. Look, I'd be right. fine by yeah. having having like the door shut as of the record date. Because as of the yeah. record date, that's when you know in your population, you have an exact number of your population yeah. that has the right to weigh in, to adopt, to reject, whatever they want to do with these amendments. I'd say if yeah. your constitutional amendment isn't in before the record date, bang, you're done. I'd be fine with that, but I'm not uh, yeah. going to push I, that I, here. I, I, I think all of us would, actually. Mm -hmm. if, if, if we're going to change the system, we need to change it. You know, and I think I think there are a lot of us, and, and, and I, I think that probably everybody on this call who's, who's lived through constitution and, and, and bylaws would, <laughs> would, would agree that the way they're, the way they're handled at convention um, is, is often inappropriate. We end up getting constitution and bylaw amendments that, that are never gonna pass and that we end up spending a lot of time on before we vote them down. Yeah. And I think the rushed nature in which they're considered leads to a document that is riddled with yeah. overwriting. I mean, yeah. you, boy, yes. I, I probably won't be electable. You know, if, if the person that cleans up dog waste in the relief area is an elected position, I probably couldn't get that after what I'm about to say. But the fact of the matter is the entire our entire governing instrument should be rewritten in toto just to be. But that's uh, never going to happen. It's never going to no. happen. So, yeah, but, I don't think so. But it should, really. Yeah, I, I think there'd be some advantages, but I, I, I don't think the historians among us would let you do it. No. Um, so you how much does it cost? For <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, the, the, yes. Let's see, am I? Am I unmuted? <laughs> yes, you're, you're are. Good oh, yeah. The sure. the cost it 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 is variable. Uh, it kind of has three components to it. It's the number of people that are are voting voting. So you know how many. I'm using the example of vote now. You know which is the company we've gone with. Uh, they had three components. The one is the number of of members you have that you're having to send out the the voting call to, so to speak, right. right? So we had to send it out through email, through braille, through large print. So there's the, the cost of distributing to all your members. Uh, and then the, the second um, variable there is how many elections do you want to have? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so how many ballots are they going to have to prepare? And then the third mm -hmm. is how much uh, their personnel is going to have to be involved in the election. So they had to staff with operators to handle uh, telephonic voting where people needed operator right. assistance. So all of those, so those factors kind of came together. Th the really positive side of this is because I believe of COVID and the number of organizations that are going to remote voting, we've seen a substantial reduction in the cost. So when the voting task force, I think Jeff could speak to this, looked at it a couple, three years ago, it was, I believe, $35,000 kind of per, per election. And it was a day to turn around a ballot. So now um, for all of these votes we did during the convention, including this one. So when we went back to, to talk with them, because we did not have all contested elections, they're doing the, the 14th and 15th, there's no additional charge to our existing contract because what we had in there will cover this additional 
election, which is nice, and they're being very fair with us, which I'm, I'm very appreciative of. So the entire cost, it'll be it'll less than 15000 which, you know, depending on who you are, can sound like a lot of money, but, you know, for, for an organization that's getting close to a $2 million a year annual budget, it's, it's 1.5% of, of that money, and I think uh, the board would agree, you know, they approved an expenditure of up to 25,000 to hold this election. So your ACB board of directors believe this, believes this is a very important investment in our membership. So it, it doesn't feel too bad. Now, I think logistically, as we go along and, and learn more, you know, um, right now we're set up where we have to have ballots and potentially ballots turned around very quickly because candidates can run for one position. And if they don't win that particular position, they could run in the next contest and be nominated from the floor. And so what was really important to us when we were finding the, you know, the selecting the right um, company to go with was the fact that we needed ballots turned around as quick as possible. And they um, promised us they could deliver a new ballot within a half hour. But even saying that, a cycle is at least two and a half hours. So that's again back to amending, amending the amendments to the constitution and bylaws. If every time you do one of those, you have to, and then amendment to the amendment to the amendment, which we're famous for inside of ACB, each one of those could be a, you know, a two and a half hour vote. I think uh, the main I think the yeah. main motion part is good. I, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. And so so I think that's the I think that's the the logistics we kind of we continue to to challenge with is the yeah. It's, and, it's I, and I think Dan we look at this Thank as part of uh, mm. I, I think this is part of what we look at as um, part of doing business in ACB. Yes, yes. The convention. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah. Jeff. I was just gonna say uh, Number one, the convention does well as it is. Mm. Number and number two, what's more important, you know, never say never. I'm not saying this board mm. couldn't change if things were much different than they are today, but there is no um, feeling on this board right now that voting should be something that members pay for. That's 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 a violation of of sort of democratic rights, I guess you'd say. So yep, so right. Jean Marie, we feel just as you do. Um, from a board, you know, uh, perspective that this just wouldn't be appropriate to make members somehow pay the freight for the voting system. Oh, no, I, I think that would be viewed as a Oh, my tax. gosh. Yeah, we would never do that. I think that. it's oh, no. part of accessibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So so I think we, we've been fortunate that that, you know, society has come to us in this area and made it much more affordable than it was a few years ago. Yep, and and and, and I'm in happy a perverse to say sense, that the, you know. It's, it's, yeah, go ahead. The John. pandemic has basically been our friend in terms of forcing us, and 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 the increased reliance on Zoom and the development of Zoom as a as a uh, as an effective remote meeting client. You know, some people said to me, "We should have done this years ago." My answer to them is, "Did you have Zoom in 2014?" 2015. So don't don't be talking to me about how we should have done this years ago when only in the past two years maybe has the uh, technological environment ripened to the point where it's been feasible. We have other hot hands up too. So. Yep. All let's right. let's go on to the next one, Miss Connie. 
Uh, Diane, go ahead. Ah, good evening, everybody. Let me uh, turn my turn my speech off there. Anyway, um, I had a couple things. First of all, um, you know, you were talking about everybody voting electronically at a uh, at a hybrid convention, and uh, I know I've had some um, nightmares with Wi-Fi and internet connectivity at hotels. And I, I would hope that wherever the uh, convention was held would be ready for, you know, to be able to accept that, that extra load that we might, you know, yeah. be providing them. Yeah, that's been discussed in other meetings of this nature. It's, it's, uh... <laughs> yep. Okay. The, um, the other thing, um, so basically, I guess, as we have these meetings, Presumably, um, as people, uh, you know, people are going to, are people going to have the opportunity to make suggestions for rewrites sure. in these bylaws? So that basically would replace any amending that would be done on the um, on, on the, the floor. floor. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I that's mean, that's, the, that's the intent. But, yeah, that, that's but what I, the purpose of this these meetings right. are. I mean, I'm I'm going to now put in you know membership instead of assembly. Th th this is a continuing refinement process. Only on or about the 11th or the 12th at the latest will con and bylaws basically say this is what we have. This is the best we were able to do in the 15 days that we had to work with this and receipt of all the input. Uh, you know, this is pretty much you either go with this or you go back to what you had in 2019. I mean, yeah, I, and, I hate to come across like take it or leave it, but at some point that's yeah. where you're going to wind up. Yeah. So we are going to have the opportunity to amend it. Basically, it's just not going to be done on the on the floor. You are no, it's, on the it's fifth, up to the eleventh on, on the on the fifth and the twelfth. Fifth and the tenth. Yes. Yeah, fifth and the tenth. And, and the tenth. Sorry, fifth and the tenth. I'm here as the representative of the Condom Bylaws Committee to take suggestions. I will be there tomorrow at the president's meeting. I'll be there on the 5th. I'll be there on the 8th. Is something going on the 8th? Sunday edition. Next Tuesday, I'm going to be at ever. I'm going to be at lots of meetings. Emily's going to be bringing me dinner in my uh, home office <laughs> for the next <laughs> two weeks. The last thing I would say before I get muted um, yep. <laughs> is uh, – I, I'm, I'm really kind of surprised that your bylaws or that our bylaws don't have anything about when to submit amendments. That was very interesting. Oh, they do. Oh, they do. They do. But we, we think in the long run, we're going to change them. They do. What they, what they say now, Diane, is that, is that your amendments have to be submitted on the evening after roll call vote. So Monday night oh, yes, currently in our convention structure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, is yeah, well, that's that's what our constitution says now. So it, it is there, but we 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 just don't think it's appropriate for it to be there, especially if you're going to do hybrid voting on on constitution and bylaw amendments. Absolutely, I agree. Thank you, Miss Diane. Thank you very much for your call, Miss Connie. All right. Um, good evening, Larray. You're next. Hi, Connie. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. Um, well, I had. A three different things that I wanted to say, and, and I'll try to be brief. Um, I like the remote voting, and I think spreading it out throughout the week 
is good, even if you only have five or six elections, because not all of them are going to be contested. Um, I flagged my email on, on your iPhone. You can flag emails. Can. And then you just go into your flagged items and there they are. Yeah, there, there, there are two different approaches. That's one. The other thing that people that people would do is forward the email to themselves every day so that oh, it would end up at, at the top okay. of their email then. <laughs> um, there's a, and then there's even is, a third approach that I sometimes use. I use my iCloud email for a special folder at certain times and only those emails that I really need, you know, within a certain number of days will go into I, that folder. <clears throat> Okay. That's a good idea. My question is, you had several am amendments or several things that you re read, and I don't know the article on number. Is this yeah. going to be a one vote? You vote for all or none, up or down? Uh, I that's think a very good question. Right. <laughs> on, the, on the 15th? Well, that, I, I think some could be separated out, delegate, but I, I think some know. would have to be a package because if one falls, you know, yeah. we, you know, I, I almost think they really have to be voted on as a block. Yeah. yeah I, well, that's, that was my understanding. I didn't realize there were going to be several different, mm. you know, parsing pieces <laughs> that you places you'd be reading from and i really would love to get input on that i i we we've had kind of just very cursory conversations about this because vote now was asking the same thing is it one ballot with four elections is it one ballot with one election what you know which is very very good question i and for those uh, john for you and your team you know do we need to vote on the constitutional amendments separate than the the bylaw so do we do them it's maybe one ballot but two votes vote on the yeah i think it's i think it's something like that i mean it may be you know it may be all or nothing amendment. or maybe it could pass you know maybe one would go um uh i, I just it's, you're talking about severability and i have to think about that tonight yeah, yeah I, okay. I, that's what i wanted to really get yeah. because you all don't right. you you could run the danger of um passing passing one piece but not the next piece which well, would leave would you in a very bad all. situation yeah you know, the more i think about it dan yeah. if all of these don't go then it's not worth doing and we just go back to you know you just yeah. I, I would think roberts, you go back yeah. to the, to the rochester convention do robert's rules of order allow us to vote on them as a package i don't even know the answer to that i'm just posing the question i yeah, I, the, I, no I don't think they there. do but but it doesn't matter because at least according to Mr. McCann, we, we, we don't reference them. Though we, we no, actually have. we do. That was corrected by Lisa George. So we do, but I don't. Thank you. Um, actually, I think it would be fine to advance them as a package, but it would be permissible for somebody to vote that they be considered seriatim, which means, yes. you know, separately. One at a time. And, they, and yeah. then you'd have to make the argument that they all stand as a, as a congruent that you're whole, presenting them as a package, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I, I think I would try presenting them yeah. as a package, but I think I would, I, I would tell everybody that that we are, we're breaking new ground here. We're actually, we're we're, we're actually not operating um, strictly according to Robert's rules. Well, the whole thing is breaking new ground. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I mean, the whole you know, process, the yeah. whole everything. Yeah, I mean, it is. Bottom line, I think we have to say, guys, 
please just pass it and then we'll tweak in Omaha. But, oh, yeah. But we have yeah. to get this passed. Uh, the, the choice is really you pass them as a package and you pave the way forward or you don't. And we go back to, um, yeah. you know, what, what, oh, what, what, what you, we, you go back we, to Rochester and we, not we being go, in compliance with the statute. And you probably go right. back to John saying, I'm done. You know, <laughs> no, take me off. We go back to not having remote voting period. That's what we You're right. To. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Connie, who's next? All right. Our last hand up is phone number ending in 8219. 8219. 8219. What's the area code? We might be able to find out where he is. They are 608. Ooh, Wisconsin. But of course, they yeah. could have a cell phone. Oh, that just got it. Sounds like Peter Heidi to me. That's who it is. Hey, um, I, I have Heidi Ho. I um, I wonder whether or not our constitution allows us to vote as a block because uh, do not uh, changes the constitution and changes the bylaws have different um, processes. Yeah, that, that that's what, my initial thought, Peter. Was you could do two two votes, the block of the constitutional right. amendments and then the then the one bylaw change encouraging yeah, people yeah. that you really want to vote in tandem because you don't want to have one pass and one fail but, yeah. but, oh, but yeah. i think go through go through you know two votes on one ballot and then for our roll call vote i think just to keep it clean maybe you roll through the roll call twice you know and do the the amendments and then do the bylaw well and, just no, go ahead, Dan. Yeah, that, that, that way we don't confuse people. Yeah. Well, I think what concerns me is if you look if you look at bylaw two D and, and mm. let's say you pass that, it talks mm. about, you know, using the remote client, and then you don't pass Article Nine that talks about remote remote voting, mm -hmm. you know, you, you you're shafted. Right. I mean, yeah, now you start I, off with a with a method. I I think so, I would that, I think I would do the constitutional amendments first in any case. Right. Mm -hmm. And right. then if the constitutional amendment doesn't pass, then the bylaw right. doesn't have to be voted then, on. Then you're exactly. Hmm. But but I, so, I, I think the likelihood of either happening is is zero to none. Yeah. Right. So and then the the other thing that um, that I I'm um, I'm a pastor and so I I deal a lot with the the bureaucracy of the church. Yes. <laughs> The, I mean, presently we have um, in our synodical constitution that uh, resolutions must be submitted uh, no later than 90 days prior to the, right. the uh, Senate Assembly. Right. And that, I mean, it's hey, that there's, there is always, always the possibility to uh, present because of urgency or uh, social condition a uh, a a resolution from the floor, right? Um, which would have to be presented. I would I would recommend you know for for Sunday night of the convention. Right. So um, Peter, that's not that, in the ACB constitution. No, I understand that, uh, but I, okay. I I I make that a strong recommendation. That would give us time then for resolutions to be presented to be able to go through this refinement process and conversation. 
uh, in order to to uh, more adequately present a yeah. Uh, finished Peter, at the, at the, at the convention. Peter, this is Pat, and and, yeah. I, and I would agree with you. A couple of things I'm seeing both on Constitution and uh, resolutions in the discussions that they've had is they're getting a lot more um, participation from all yeah. over the country. You're getting a better discussion. <laughs> And a more thorough look at it, uh, Paul. I, I'll miss not staying up till two a.m. You know, uh, I know Pat. Students committee, but, but that's, um, not, that still I'm may happen. Stay, yeah, but, I was going to say I'm not opposed to staying up until two a.m. But that um, I do, I do think that uh, we need that if we're going to have have uh, no amendments from the floor. Yeah. and I think that's probably <laughs> wise that we. But, that but we I also. That. Yeah, I blind, also blind was citizens thinking, oh. in in New Zealand does it that way now, Peter. Um, oh. Just just for for interest purposes, they require all of their resolutions to have been submitted. Um, actually, the year I was there, we got alter, alternate formats of all the resolutions to look at weeks before the convention. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, and so, so Peter, New Zealand. Yeah, and that's why Peter, Peter we were, the. We, uh, that any um, change, you know, we voting task force would want to hear from the resolutions committee and certainly people. Right. Well, it, it's, it's, I mean, th there's a whole different task force that's working on resolutions that essentially right. couldn't exactly. do anything this year because, because there really wasn't any room for them to do anything, but have the ability to propose some changes for our convention next year, if they choose to do that. Now, they may decide that we've got enough changing to do um, next summer and, and to postpone changes and do it essentially in a similar way this time that they've that they've done it this time. So we'll and, see. And in fact, because it's not in the Constitution, the resolutions task force may decide and, and we're not going to do anything until after the resolutions committee is done with its work for the next couple of months. But right. the, the, the committee could even decide to propose changes for next year and put them in the convention rules because right. there's nothing that would require us to do it constitutionally in the short term or in the long term, really. If we don't well, want there, to. So, there, there are some constitutional components that, that include resolutions. There are, but, there are, but yeah. not, nothing that, that deals with the timeliness of, of no, the whole, not at all. whole process. Correct. So um, we, could, we could decide to bring back um, membership voting on resolutions even for next year. I'm not saying they will or they won't, but that's certainly open for discussion and there's many people who want to see it happen. Yep. All right. Um, no more hands. Is that right, Miss Connie? No more hands. That's it. All right. So let's um, let's talk a little bit more about um, the meetings on the fifth and the and the tenth. Um, first, so everybody knows, in case you tuned in late, um, Tuesday Topics has decided that we're going to do the first hour um, next Tuesday where we're going to have an opportunity to talk about what happened on the 5th and where we're going to have an opportunity to talk about any changes um, that have been made to the document between now and the 10th um, and also anything else that these guys would like to talk about. And then at eight o'clock, 
we're going to go to a simulcast where where Tuesday topics will in effect go away and 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 whoever is going to run the next meeting uh, will run it unless you guys want me to run it and I'd be perfectly glad to do that. So that's that's up to to you, Mr. President, or up to the task force and and uh, constitution and bylaws, but. Um, which, whichever way you guys want to do it. But the, the point is just so everybody knows what you didn't know before tonight is we're going to do a first hour of Tuesday topics with as many of the folks who are here this evening as would like to be here. And perhaps with Mr. Ray Campbell, who couldn't be with us this evening because he had a conflict in terms of meetings. Um, perhaps he will join us next Tuesday as well. <clears throat> so um, let's talk uh, a, a little bit about the formats of the meetings on the 5th and the 10th. Have you guys decided those yet? Well, uh, this is, well, John, do you want to speak or I, I can kind of share? No, why don't you what, speak? Because it, I'm not yeah. sure what the format's going I'm, I'm, yeah, At yeah. this point, what, what, I've kind of done my legal eagle. Yeah. Sort of, and, and I'm like, I'm waiting for Connie to tell me where I need to be and, right. you know. And I think really on the 5th and 10th, so we've gotten, you know, at this point in time, we, we've got, uh, I'll say the amendments, uh, a large portion of the way completed, right? We, we yeah, I think that's a fair change. statement. I mean, we're so, right So now, to me, yeah, what the thought would be is convening a, the official Constitution and Bylaws meeting on the 5th and on the 10th. So any changes that have been recommended since the, the documents were last created would be presented to the committee, discussed, mm -hmm. and, then, and then I think um, be, uh, be, before voted on, I mean, I think if they were friendly and all that, they maybe would get incorporated in the documents. Mm -hmm. And then we would say, here's the documents as they stand, and then open it up for membership comment. And then at the end of that, uh, the Constitution and bylaws would take any changes that came out and then bring them back, uh, mm -hmm. you know, for the 10th. And again, kind of approve those changes that were recommended if they so choose, and then have that conversation one more time. And then so both, yeah. both the 5th and the 10th are considered to be formal meetings of the Constitution and bylaws committee? Correct. Correct. And okay. that's the way we did the one on the 29th. Right. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I wasn't clear about that. Well, then let's, you know, get, get the credentials out so that, that, that those meetings are convened. Um, so the other thing is, the, the other thing is, will you, will, will you handle it essentially the way that the resolutions calls are being handled where, where you get comments from the committee members first and then open it up? I guess. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Um, we do, we do have another hand, Paul. Good. Let's go for All right. it. All right, Cynthia. Cynthia. Suspense. Cynthia. Ms. Right, Cynthia. Cynthia. There you go. Thank you. Um, okay, first, Paul, thank you for uh, <clears throat> throwing me all over ACB, but that's okay. I love you anyway. <laughs> oh, um, I, I, I don't think I was throwing you. I, I, I think I was, I no, was saying I mean, we had a disagreement. But... I will not bring this up later. <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> but everybody, everybody, this is a person who <laughs> we in Florida have come to respect immensely because she's jumped in and taken over one of our hardest jobs, which is the chair of our Constitution and Bylaw Committees. And she is Cynthia Hawkins. Welcome, Cynthia. And thanks for coming. Even yeah. even if you think I dissed you, thank you so no, much no, for no, being no, here. Me. I, I was just I was just pulling on your leg. Um, uh huh. 
So my only question is this, it's a logistical question. Um, sure. When will we be able to look at these documents? Um, before the fifth, are they going to be published to, to uh, the membership? They're going to be they're going to be published uh, tomorrow. I think Connie had them uh, had, had them sent. Uh, I guess waiting for me to kind of say let the communications go. So, my only question I would have now is: Do we want to change the one word there from assembly to membership before we let them go, John? I don't know. If that's your. And I can do that, Dan, tonight easily. Well, yeah, so. let me. Well, the Constitution Bylaws Committee hasn't, okay, had a hasn't voted on it. So I would right. leave it as it no, is. No, it's got to go. I think right. it's got to yeah. go as is right now. Yeah, I, right. I think right. that's something we may see by the 5th. I think I, mm -hmm. I, when I bef go before the Constitution Bylaws, I'm going to urge that it be adopted. It was an excellent mm -hmm. suggestion. The fact of the matter is we've already had one suggested correction that I've put in or that, you know, that I've distributed to common bylaws and they're on board with it. So right. this is a moving target, guys. It yeah. can't help it be otherwise. But I think, Connie, what needs to go is what you last received from me. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that, they what should be out tomorrow. Today. They should be out tomorrow, Cynthia. Thank Cynthia, you. I think, I think had 15 amendments to deal with or something <laughs> like that number at, at our last FCB convention, you guys. So, so pity her. Yeah, <laughs> Any other questions for us, Miss Miss Cynthia? Nope, that was my only question. I've been I've been here scribbling, uh, typing very quickly to try to cover some of these issues because I'm working on something for FCB. Ah, well, thank you good. so much for being here. Enjoyed um, it. Excellent. Very good. Any any more hands, Miss Connie? No, we don't. That's it. All right. So. Um, have uh, and 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 your, I guess this question is to Dan, and it's perfectly okay for 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 you to tell me you don't know, but presumably once once uh, once we have finished this round on on the fifteenth, mm -hmm. um, there there is probably going to be some value in looking at whether there are some other changes that we're going to want to make in um, <clears throat> Omaha next year. Mm -hmm. um, is, it, is it your intention to, to kind of reappoint these two groups and ask them to continue working together this year? Well, I think they'll, I guess, maybe three groups. So I, I'm planning on, uh, Pat has it coined, uh, Voting Task Force 2.0. And then mm -hmm. I think we'll also do a, a ad hoc resolutions right. committee 2.0 and then we'll be working to uh you know for kind of the the normal solicitation process of who would like to share and work on committees and all that that we'll announce the members of the constitution and bylaws committee by the end of september uh for 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 the year going forward and then at that point in time we'll you know we'll um but to me, I think the Constitution and Bylaws Committee should be a year-round committee and not a just at convention committee. Most and definitely, I, Dan. And, and, I'd, and I'd I think like, that'll be part of where definitely. they head yeah. in, the, in the next uh, year. Yeah. Well, since you're now. beginning a new administration, I'd like to have a back channel with you about common bylaws. And, you know. yep. In terms of um, it, one of the things that we do in Florida, and, and I 
you know, I've always thought we should be doing it at the national level as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that certainly um, speaks to the Constitution and bylaws meeting all year round is it, whenever an affiliate joins or whenever an affiliate amends its bylaws, um, those amendments have to come before Florida's Constitution and Bylaws Committee to be approved. Um, and, and what that assures is that, is that none of the chapters or special interest affiliates that are allowed to exist within the Florida Constitution um, conflict with, uh, with the, the elements that are at the heart of our Constitution. And I, and I, I mm-hmm. think the National ought to consider doing this. I think we thing. have that already. I think there's certainly a provision that says no part of any state constitution can conflict with, uh, yeah. you know, we already have that. We, we have it, but it's not really being done. There's the, in practice, probably as affiliates amend their constitution, they're not being brought back to they are not. constitution mm-hmm. and bylaws. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, they're not. Mm-hmm. But it's, so it would be, it, I mean, it's, it's another of the ideas that, that I think we could certainly, we could certainly float. Mm-hmm. So we have about um, seven minutes left. So let's let's go around and see if folks have any final comments that they would like to leave folks with. And since he's probably more used to it, I'll let Dan start. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, thanks, Paul. I well, I just um, what really impressed me at our um, at, at the the last day of our scheduled convention uh, was that this motion uh, to consider. Uh, passed at a 99.2% rate and 100% affiliate vote, which means to me that our membership, you know, really wants our organization to take this step forward. So I just really appreciate all the hard work of the voting task force and of the constitution and bylaws committee to, to very quickly uh, move into action here and, we're trying our very best to be transparent and communicate the best we can and get as much membership input as we can before we get to the 14th and 15th. But I, I believe the will of our membership is to move forward with this. And I, I'm, I'm very excited about it. Yep. I think you're right. Mr. Patrick. Thank you, Paul, for having us here tonight. I would just add on to what Dan says that we want to take baby steps. We talked about a lot of things tonight, uh, affiliate vote, constitution and bylaws, uh, solutions and how that all plays in. We've got to be able to take small steps. We certainly want everyone's input. This is a very smart and dedicated group. And then also we need to be able to pay for it. That came up tonight too. So we'll take all of that into consideration, put a roadmap together and we'll deliver on what the membership wants. Thanks, Paul. You're welcome, Mr. McCann. Yeah, I'm probably saying essentially the same thing, but again, mindful of our charge, and I did uh, uh, circumscribe that charge to a certain extent in wordsmithing the motion that was passed, that our first step in the baby steps is to bring our meeting and voting practices into alignment with the provisions of the D.C. Nonprofit Corporations Act. We have to start there. I think, if I say so myself, the Condom Bylaws has done a good, very good start. I welcome uh, further suggestions, and that's what the next seven or eight days are all about, um, to, to um, incorporate the wisdom of uh, 
folks who are tracking this, who are interested in this, who are invested in this uh, sea change. It, it's nothing less than a cultural sea change in our in our organization. And uh, I'm honored to uh, be playing the kind of part in it that I appear to be playing. And, you know, let's bring it home on the 15th with the knowledge that uh, it, it's going to require ref further refinements, but we need to take the first step. Ms. Connie. Oh, thanks, Paul. Again, thanks for having us. I um, just kind of want to, you know, say the same thing as the rest of them. I, I think this is great. And our members have shown that they really want this and hopefully we'll continue down this. And it shows how um, members who've never been able to vote can vote now. And hopefully we can make sure that in the future they all can and it's accessible for everyone. And that's the big thing and it costs um, is a big thing, but I think that, you know, we can work around that. We can figure that out and put that part of the budget for ACB. And it's just, it's nice to see that everyone has a voice and can be heard and uh, appreciated because it's ACB is a family. And so we should all listen to each other and work together. So I think this and, has been great. Mm -hmm. And our eminence grise, Monsieur Jeff. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna go in a different direction. Thank you, Paul. But it's a direction uh -huh. I think you will appreciate. I think that as a special interest president, it would behoove me to say that I think it would be a very good idea that sometime after Labor Day, when ACB is done with making its changes, the special interest affiliate presidents, um, some of whom are registered in DC and some of whom are not, all get together because we need to map out, begin to map out our plans for what we're going to do uh, in Omaha. So, and it yeah. can't happen any too soon. So I would encourage a meeting like that of all of us so that we can begin to give our affiliates the guidance that that they require and we all require so thank and you a, and, and a few years ago we actually um we actually had kind of the done the beginnings of putting together uh, a special interest affiliate caucus to uh, to actually consider some of those issues so i think i think what you're suggesting jeff makes some sense so um perhaps you and i could think about taking the lead and making that happen Absolutely. Yeah, I think that would be fun. All right. Uh, any any final thoughts from anybody? Not hearing any. So I I want to go over a couple of things really quickly. Tomorrow, if you happen to be a state or affiliate president, you'll get a chance to uh, put your two cents in because uh, the 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 task force and constitution and bylaws will be there. There'll be a meeting on the fifth of August. Um, at eight o'clock of the Constitution and Bylaws Committee that will be a first consideration of these issues. On the 8th of August, uh, the, the, at the usual time, Sunday edition will happen. I think that's from one to three, is it not, you guys? I believe so. Uh, mm -hmm. Eastern, yep. And um, so that will give you an opportunity to join Anthony Corona and talk about these issues. Uh, on the 10th, Join us at seven o'clock on Tuesday topics and at eight o'clock um, Tuesday topics will end and our, uh, our, our, our second constitution and bylaw committee will be convened to receive input in the constitutional changes. So that's, that's the upcoming step 
Miss Connie as our primary person. Did I leave anything out? Oh, that's good. Um, you know, it could be possibly the, the following Wednesday again with the presidents. Um, we've been kind of doing that, but um, documents should be going out tomorrow um, once Stan approves everything. And been working with Kelly and Jennifer to make sure everything yep. is updated on the task force or on the website and social media. So very good. Everyone, thank you for being with us. This has been an important issue of Tuesday Topics, and we'll be back on the 10th to do some more of this. Good night.